Life can be hard, and sometimes you just need an internet bestie to help you out. That's where I come in. Welcome to the Dear Imani Podcast, an advice-based show that reminds you to put yourself first and live in your purpose. And don't worry, I'll always give you the real tea. Need advice or have a story? Send me a message on our Instagram at Dear Imani Podcast or DearImani.com. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. See you there. Sincerely, Imani. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Dear Imani podcast. I'm your host, Imani, obviously. Happy Valentine's Day weekend or day whenever you're listening to this. It is Valentine's Day. I hope you have a good one. I hope it's filled with love. Even if you're single, like you can still take yourself out. Just have a good time. Have a Galentine's. I had a Galentine's night with my friends like last week and we bought, we all bought our own boards. It was like build your own board and mine was like chicken nuggets. If you guys saw my TikTok, it's hella cute. But anyway, happy Valentine's Day. This is a Valentine's Day special. Also, it's almost my birthday. Actually, from when we're recording this right now, it's Saturday. Next Saturday, the 18th, is my birthday. So send me all of the love. And we leave for a cruise tomorrow. I think I mentioned that like last week on the podcast. But no, I didn't have an episode last week. The week before that, I mentioned the, the cruise. And we leave for that really, really soon. Anyway, I keep saying we because I have a very, very special guest, Mr. Alex Blake the third, my oh, man. Okay. <laughs> this my man, my man, my man, period. And it was only right that I brought you on the podcast for Valentine's Day because it's all about love. And I love him and he loved me. You know, you know. And let me tell you, the fans, the, the Dear Imani fans, fans have been wanting you on the podcast. The first time when I launched it, people were like, Oh, is Alex gonna be on it? Because they just I'm just know. so cool. Yeah. yeah. They just just so cool. Just so and cool. also, everyone knows our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our relationship is very out in the public. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like we're celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> mean character energy? Yeah, I'm like, hey, guys, hey, this guys. Is, this is what it is, right? This is this is the hands? <laughs> That's the wave. And I feel like it's like giving Beyonce and Jay-Z. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm so happy to have you on, Dear Imani. Welcome to the show. Are you Thanks, so excited baby. to be here with I'm me? I'm so excited. It was like when I told you you were going to come on it, what was your feelings? Were you like, Wow. I was like, uh-oh. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was really thrilled to be on the show with me. So excited. Anyway, Alex is a drummer, a musician, producer, all the things. He is so talented. He is, I don't want to just like, he's not just my boyfriend. Like, he's a, a whole human being beyond myself. Like, you know, but you guys already know, like, he's like super talented. But I'm going to have you introduce, like, talk about yourself. Give yourself a little personal introduction. I'm bad at personal directions, but <clears throat> Alex Blake, I always say, let everybody know I'm from Brooklyn, New York. That's always first and foremost. Um, I've been drumming my whole life. I moved to, I went to Norfolk State University, which is a historically black college in Virginia. Um, kind of my story of getting to California real quick was once I graduated college, I toured with a show called Drumline Live, which was like a stage production based off the movie. And then the woman who was over all the entertainment for Disney was the director of that show the year prior. And one of the guys that called her just to say, what's up? And when you stay in contact with people, things just happen. So that conversation turned into, hey, would you guys be willing to move to California? I might have a gig for you. And there was supposed to be quite a few of us, but it wound up being six of us, long story short. And I've been at Disney since April of 2011, so... That's kind of my story here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we met. It's at Disney, which we'll get into our story. But yeah, that is Alex Blake the third. And let's just, let's just, you know, we got to talk about it. 
and you already know we're going to talk about it. Beyonce. He performed with Beyonce, the Beyonce, at Coachella as one of her drummers in the famous Homecoming show. Like, first of all, wow, iconic. And, oh, I don't think I updated. I got floor tickets to Beyonce, you guys. Like, floor tickets to the... <laughs> I got floor tickets to Renaissance, and that whole that whole that whole experience was like very scary, so much anxiety. But I got the ticket, so I do feel like really superior because I'm going to Beyonce floor at the floor. But that's it. Anyway, Alex actually performed with Beyonce and met Beyonce because he was in rehearsals for months, and then obviously performed both weekends. So just tell us about that experience and how you felt when you got that call. How Beyonce is? I know you signed an NDA, but I think it's time to talk. It's still an NDA. <laughs> no NDA. I can, I can, I mean, I can. Don't NDAs have like time limits, Loki? Sometimes nah, I don't think so. Other but I'm gonna keep, keep myself safe. Okay, yeah, yeah. But at least for the <laughs> at least for the most part, um, when I when I first got asked about it, I mean, you don't know. They don't they don't tell you mm-hmm. who it's for or what it is. And yeah. So it's just like, hey, we need you here, and it, and I. So it was. I got contacted by the director from the Drumline Live show that I did. And I left with a good rapport. And, I mean, I, I did really well doing that show. So, I mean, and he's my, and he's my frat brother, Roots of the Bros. Um, <laughs> but he uh, he hit me up and um, he's like, hey, man, I need you. Uh, can you do this with us? I'll tell you more details later. And so... I mean, longest story short, I get there and right. Yeah, See, that's that's pretty much when I found out. I mean, because because the thing was, it was. The, I mean, you can't a person like that and the way she is and how her team moves. You know, she she has a personal life for a reason, and she's able to create this image where she has this. I don't want to call it untouchability, but it's just like she don't need everybody in her personal life, mm-hmm. which I, I respect a lot about her. And I think it's really cool because she doesn't have to, she doesn't have to do the most like mm-hmm. a lot of people and people just respect her for the person that she is and the music that she makes. Um, and I mean, I know you want to talk more about the rehearsals and stuff, but yeah. my overall, ex- <laughs> my overall, <laughs> like, ex- we know she's great. Right. <laughs> what, my, now, my, my overall experience with her though, is just like, She's an amazing person, and I have so much more respect for her after that process. Yeah. And it's specifically because she knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. She says what she wants. She knows when she asks for it. She works just as hard as everybody else. Probably and, and And you get to and, and you get to see it. <laughs> Probably, Probably harder. harder. I mean, she's Beyonce, but yeah. Nah, she's, she's amazing. When she's, were you, like, starstruck? When was the moment where, like, you're in the rehearsal process, and you're like, okay, this is really cool. Yeah, yeah, Because Alex is really nonchalant. Like, if you ask about this experience in person, he's like, yeah, it was cool. It was chill, whatever. It's like, it's you. he acts like you asked him, like, what he ate for breakfast. Like, what, he's like, oh, yeah, I have some cereal. It's like, no, you're talking about Beyonce. This is serious stuff, you know? But it's, it's, it's only, it's specifically only like that. Because I've been doing this kind of stuff since I was young. Like, I'm, I'm serious. It's not. Period. Don't do that. It's, I know it's, that's right. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just really <laughs> used to. I, I've been very fortunate, and I think I'm just really used to performing, and I'm, I'm used to being around. Like, so, like when I was younger, like the, the, like the marching band program that that me, Booney, my cousin, and like all of us, Harvey, Alex, that we grew up in, we were like. 13, 14, and Russell Simmons used to have this Christmas party every year. And what he would do is he would bring <clears throat> he would bring groups that he's um 
donated to or helped out to come perform. And we would we would perform every year. So I've I've seen everybody like Kamora Lee was always there, Music Soul Child. It was always like celebrities like Cisco, mm-hmm. um, Drew like Drew Hill when they were Drew Hill. You even know who Drew Hill is? No, I don't. And you know who Cisco is? Yeah, that's what. Um, but you don't know that. Wait, that's oh, the group C- he was. Cisco, a- Cisco was thong, dun dun dun. Or is that Cisco is or Cisco? You drive me crazy. Which one is it, Alex? What was the? You said you drive me crazy. Yeah, what, what, who's Cisco? Thong song, baby. Oh, I said it right. Dun, yes. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Okay, but at the end of the day, those people aren't Beyonce, which is. <laughs> No, but they, <laughs> I'm just at that saying. time, at that time, beyond, I mean that, at that time they were just Destiny's Child, but like, but there were for that saying, time yeah. there, there were celebrities that were her status. There was Busta Rhymes, there was DMX, yeah, yeah, like, like there was all these people. Especially yeah. being in New York, New York was the mecca of music at that time. Yeah. So we got to. That's just all to say that I grew up Around seeing that, and then so, like yeah. the way we performed, we always performed in stadiums. We always did this. So I, I. That experience and seeing her, like, I'm not going to say that I was necessarily um, starstruck. Starstruck. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just cool to be in that atmosphere. And, she, yeah. and she's cool. Like, it's, it's just, it's always cool to be able to acknowledge and see people in their light and in person. Because the, the only thing that happens in my mind, I was like, oh, cool. She's right there. That's yeah. cool. Okay. And that's it from there. It was the coolest experience in my you life. You lost your mind. Yeah. I would, like the story for when I heard that he was going to be in this show, I was, he almost didn't do it because of the fact that at his like at work, he didn't want to risk like his job, his like main job for doing something that's only going to, you know, last for a couple months, which he was being responsible. But me, I would quit any job for Beyonce. Like, what? Are you kidding me? Um, but so he almost didn't do it. And I was having a full on panic attack. I was actually at home, like visiting my parents and he... And um and he said he was gonna he wasn't gonna do it and I started bawling to the point where my parents were like, "What's going on? Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I was like crying so hard because I thought he wasn't gonna do it, but he ended up doing it obviously because it's a good opportunity, but also part because of me because I would have lost my mind if he did not do this Beyonce. Um, I didn't get to go because it was like kind of like you you guys didn't rehearse for a long time. It was only like a couple months, right? It wasn't like enough time. Like the tickets were already sold. I couldn't really find anyone to go with last minute. So I had like a Coachella watch party at the house and watched them. So if you're not familiar, which if you're listening to this podcast and you're not familiar with Beyonce Homecoming, I don't even know what my demographic is. I, I don't even know what's going on, honestly. But um, watch it on Netflix because you definitely see him a couple of times just killing it. But yeah, so last question about like career and stuff. What is your favorite project you've done? It could be Disney too. Cause he does like everything at Disney. All like any show with a drummer, Alex is in it. Um, he also has like wrote some music at Disney, so he's just talented. I know you hate this about me, but I just don't really have a favorite. I mean, my my whole perspective, regardless, is just. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't. You asked me the question. Okay, okay. It's just. It's just one of those things where I don't. I don't really have a favorite. I'm just fortunate. Yeah, that's how I look you at. Just it. do. Yeah I, yeah, I just I show up. I do what I got to do, and I make sure I do it well. Um. I don't ever have a favorite because, you know, it's it's not a lot of people that get to. I mean, you could you could talk your, can I say shit? Yeah. Okay, you can talk Look your it, shit. I have this sign, one hundred percent bad bitch. Oh, you said that. You can say shit. With gusto. Yeah. Um, I think. <laughs> um, I mean, like you could always suck your shit, and it's it's great to be confident in who you are. But at the same time, I think I've just always been raised as a humble person and a person that 
values each experience. Yeah. So no no matter how small or mm-hmm. how how big it is, I've just always valued that I get to do it. And, you know, because especially with, like, marching percussion specifically, like, I can play all percussion instruments. But, like, with marching percussion, like, shout out to Nick Cannon. I remember I saw him one time in the park, and I wish I would have went up to him and said thank you. But, honestly, because of that movie, marching percussion, drumline, that whole idea has been, has gotten a lot of people jobs. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a job that I've had for the last 12 years, and I'm still... Like Working, a glo- I'm a money. I'm a glorified band geek if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm keeping it a buck, you know. It's, and 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 I I love that. And I like I said, I I think I'm just fortunate to be able to do that on a consistent basis. So I don't really have a favorite. It's just it's all cool. All right. Well, I'm so proud of you always. Even though I will always say Beyonce is the best thing you've ever done. I think it'll be <laughs> that's above. the best thing for you. Yeah, it would probably be above like our wedding. Like I'd be like, what was the best part of your life? Alex performing for Beyonce, then the wedding. You know what I mean? Anyway. Speaking of wedding, well, we're not married or getting engaged right now, but <laughs> but time to move on to us. The reason why you guys are here. So for starters, when we dive into us, we're going to talk about our own personal like dating history, just because it, it sets the, the mood of like talking about how we came to be, you know? So for starters, real quick, we've been together for now seven years total all together. So, you know, kind of long, like we really be in this thing. But I'll start for myself. Alex, if you guys don't know, is my first, he's my first boyfriend ever. Like, I never dated. I was just a girl that was like, I thought boys had cooties for like, until I was like, until I probably met him, honestly. Like, I literally thought boys had cooties. I was like such a, like, quote unquote, late bloomer. I was just like, oh, I don't need no boyfriend. I don't got time for that. I'm just a cute little pageant dancer girl with my friends. I'm goofy, still very goofy. Like, I just wasn't interested in guys in that way. I never was boy crazy. Um, so he's my first boyfriend, and I had never been on a date prior to him. So this is all, this is all me right here. Like that's all I got. That's all my experience. Um, and I know for Alex and other, you're welcome. <laughs> and I know that is kind of like plays a part into our relationship today, just because there's a lot of things that I haven't experienced or things that maybe could, could become like common sense for someone else in a relationship. It's just like I haven't done it yet. Um, so it's like a learning process during this whole relationship, and still learning because, like I said, he's my only man and you know my only man so for you it's different <laughs> my only man, my only, but man. my only man it's different for you because you have dated and you know yes. you've been around the town a little bit right yeah, <laughs> been around the town Jeez. also oh also we have an age gap all right which we're talking about too but our age gap is um we're eight years apart mm-hmm. so keep that in mind when we talk about his dating life but go ahead so tell me so the question is tell me about your dating life Okay. And when were you like, okay, I should get more serious? Or have you thought about, like, when you were younger, were you thinking about marriage? Like, when you were dating, were you like, okay, this this is wifey, this is not? Like, what were what was your mindset when you were dating? I've never, I don't think I've ever approached a relationship with expectations of future right away. It's kind of like how I just spoke about my performances. It's It's been one of those things where it's just like, I like this person take time with this person, get to know this person. We're in a relationship. Like, I I really think <clears throat> I, it's good to know what you want, but to have expectations right away, I think sometimes is a easy way to failure because although I, although a person can weed a lot of people out, which is great, sometimes your expectations might 
might just like hinder the other person's experience with you because that person's so focused on what they're looking for in this relationship as as mm. opposed to like just just being, going with the flow. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like and a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people don't know what they want. You know, there's people every day that come into people's lives and and just change your perspective of something you thought you would never think otherwise. So I I just yeah, I, I think Okay. Yeah, I come. <laughs> like I, I had to like it, yeah, it's just I don't know. I, I I just don't think having like expectations right away is necessarily the best thing. I think when you I think when you date for a while, I think the good thing is when you date for a while, you get to understand what you like and what you don't like. And I think that is more important than going right in with expectations mm-hmm. is to to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. when did you were you ever in a position where you were like this is my forever. Obviously, besides me, because clearly. Oh, oh. <laughs> clearly, Excuse it's me. me. Excuse me, everybody. <laughs> um, I don't want to say no. It, again, I, I think for me, it's, it's kind of hard to ex- express that because I've just, I've approached my relationships with just being with the person. And have I been in a position where I, I liked somebody that much a lot like love them yeah but sometimes everything doesn't work out the way it can everything doesn't i mean i I feel like sometimes the only thing i could just say is it's just life life works out in certain ways that it has to and um but i i haven't really i think i've just been in the relationship and to experience the people i'm with and if it gets to that point that i'm like i want to be with this person or if it gets to the point of I could see myself there. Sometimes I think that's where it stops mm-hmm. because it depends on what the relationship... I just, I get to that point. Not that I don't want to pursue that, but, or haven't wanted to pursue that, but I haven't like, I'm just in the experience with the person. Mm-hmm. Again, like not setting expectations, not really trying to have something super solid or concrete. It's just experiencing the experience. Right. That's okay. okay to say. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So kind of the story of how we met. So what's your nickname? What do I call you? Drummer Bay. Drummer Bay. <laughs> so where did that come from? Most people listening know this story. But Tell the people what they want. I went, This is what you guys came for. The story <laughs> of how we met and all of that. So let's just take it back to some years. Well, now clearly years and years ago. Um, I have first saw him. I hired into like the Christmas Fantasy Parade at Disney. And then into after that parade, we started doing the Soundstational Parade and that's the parade he was in and they have the drummers. And when I first saw him, I was like, ooh, I like what I see. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I like, I like what I see. And I was like, so yeah. the nickname was Drummer Bay. And I, when I tell you guys, I had the whole entire department calling him Drummer Bay on the low. Like he didn't know, he didn't know any of this. The whole entire department. And one of my best friends, Allie, like we were both super obsessed with him to the point where like he will walk past us and we were like, faint on the ground or like jump in this place because we're like yeah he like saw he looked at us and she would it was so funny she would do things like she'll he'll be in the weight room like warming up and then she'll be like Imani look how much look how much he can bench press I mean he can lift you up like like just while we were wild and crazy about you like it was the like I was obsessed like the I had pictures on my phone my friends with some pictures I know I know ah since me to jail. We just finished watching you. I'm like, I, I know. <laughs> you know, it's funny because if like if you were saying this back, it would sound way worse. But 
girl. Right. <laughs> where's the double? Where's the double standard know, but, in this? But you know, the girls can do what the girls can do. Anyway. I would have pictures of him on my phone. My friends would send, like, my friend Parker, like, you guys have seen him on the podcast. He would send pictures of me, of Alex, like, walking across the street and then combine our pictures to, like, make a collage. <laughs> like, it was, like, any, the creepiest thing you could think of, I probably did because I was so obsessed with this man, like, for a whole, like, no, a whole year before he even knew who I was. And he may have saw me and I'll, like, get his perspective, of course, but, like, how I remember it is just... He didn't know me because the dancers and the musicians are kind of, like, separated in a way. Like, we're all friends, but, like, we just hang out with who we hang out with. And so after that sensational run and we got back into the Christmas parade that, like, the end of that year, I saw him again when we went back into the parade. And I was like, oh, I still love him with my whole heart. <laughs> and this was the the turning point. So one day we were at Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Oh, you Yes, baby. We were at Chipotle, and we were sitting there, and he comes over. He was like, hey, can I sit with you cool kids? And it was like me and my friends. I know you did say, I remember can that. Can I sit with you cool kids? Yeah. No, I said, can I sit with the cool kids? That's, that oh, sounds, that's, yeah, that's kind of that. different. Yeah, you said, can I sit with the cool kids? And yeah. I was like, <gasps> and all my friends. Don't like I don't have no swag, girl. Okay, I'm sorry, sorry. All my friends Jeez. looked at me, and they were like, oh, my God. Like, it's about to go down. And... <laughs> And they said this was, like, the first time they seen me, like, so quiet, like, trying to be, like, proper, I guess. Because I usually, you know, you know who I am. I'm like, ah. And I was like this. I was, like, sitting up straight. And I'm like, hi. Like, yeah. And then um, he, like, just talked with us. And I was like, he left. And I was freaking out. And then round two, we were at Chipotle again a different week. And he sat next to me and Ali. And he asked me how old I was. And at the time, I was 20. And you were like. Escape. It's like get out. abort mission. Get out you were now. like, you you said you word for word, you were like, oh, you're a baby. And y'all already know, like, if you're younger than your significant other, or you're younger, if you're the younger person in your friend group, you hear that a lot. Like, oh, you're a baby. And then your head, like, I am grown. And I was like, oh, I am not a baby. Like, I am grown. I am ready for you. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> and so that was like our like our first in, like our first couple encounters. Then another time I had a New York shirt on, like a little crop top. Nah, I think Brooklyn. it said Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And you were like, Oh, I like your shirt. And I think that day you also gave me a hug. And I called my mom and I was like, Mom, Joe Bay just gave me a hug. Oh my God. And she was like, Ah, she was, you know, you know, mom again. She was screaming and so excited for me. And it was just like the best day of my life because he was noticing me. And then how we started talking for real was because um I tagged you in a picture of yourself from the parade. Mm-hmm. And then you DM'd me, which you you DM'd me. You were like, Oh, I hate that picture. And then yeah, from an ugly picture. And then from there, we just it, the rest was history. After that, we hung out. And then ever since then, literally from that first time we hung out to now, we haven't been more than like 10 days apart from each other in the past. <laughs> in the past like seven years. And that is how we, that's how we start talking. It was really just from, so I, I low-key kind of made the first move because I tagged them in the picture and then you messaged me. So ladies, do what you got to do to get your man, period. You know, like, it was something slight. It was real light. Like, I tagged him in a picture. Real light, light. Real light. But, like, he, from there, you know, if he, he didn't have to message me. And he was like, right when he messaged me, I was like, he wants me. Because, like, you know, if you tag him in a picture, you could just say thanks or just like the tag because you got the picture. So now you have it. You don't have to message, message someone. So I was like, yeah, he hella wants me because he oh. messaging me. So, basically. It, it was early Instagram days. I mean. I, yeah, it was. No, you wanted me. Obviously. So do you, he had no idea what that his name was, Drummer Bay. You mm-hmm. never, so you had never heard of that, right? Not from anybody, not like from anybody in the department, not from like you or like, no. Did you, so do you know that you are, were a hot commodity, low key? 
No, because I didn't pay attention to it. Oh, very humble man. Okay. <laughs> so I went outside, I drummed, I whatever. That was it. I be scouting sometimes <laughs> early back in the day, like, oh, what they at, what they at, what at. Yeah. But nah, I didn't nah. So when did you notice me? What what's your nah, recollection? I mean, recollection? Work, let's keep it a buck. Know. Like the the whole parade department is majority girls. So yeah. it's, it's not like and there were six drummers a day, and there were probably like fifteen to twenty of us in total. So obviously we were all scouting. Yeah, and it's it's not like obviously it's not like you're not cute. Yeah, I'm very beautiful. Look at this. She's hello. Hello. Um, yeah, but no, I mean I I know I know I saw you and I know I thought you were cute. I was like, oh wow, she's cute. But I'm also like, I'm also very shy. I'm also shy. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not the like. Males, we get rejected on a daily basis. I mean, <laughs> you know, you just be over it after some time. Yeah, that's um, scary. But yeah, just you know, I, the my approach. Everybody's always said I'm a, I'm a charmer, and it took me a, a while to realize where that power lied. But um, but that's why in Chipotle, that's why I came and just asked to kick it with y'all just so I could talk to y'all. Yeah, and then talk to you, and then the same thing like. Obviously, the next time I kind of knew y'all, and I would see you more in the building. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just go chill with them instead of just looking by weird yourself. eating by myself. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then we just, and we, I mean, it was cool after that. It's, it's always easier when there's like a even a, like a small introduction. Yeah. You start talking to people. Yeah. Right? And then everyone has such a good things to say about you because I mean, as you know, the everyone like even the management team knew I liked you. Mm-hmm. So when I would talk about you. I was psycho. Oh, my God. When I would talk about <laughs> you, they would always be like, oh, my God, he's so sweet. So I always heard, like, super good things about him. So I was never, like, worried about that. It was just about, like, grasping his attention and making him mine. <laughs> you know? So we had our first date, and we went to um, to see a movie, and then we went to the beach. Mm-hmm. And I think I preached about this. Like, ladies, don't let a man, like, pick you up on the first date because you need to, like, be safe and, like, yada, yada, yada. I definitely drove with him on the first date. <laughs> But here's the difference. I knew this was my man. Like, that's that's the difference. Um, so we went to the movies, went to the beach. And literally from there, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, since then, we also lived, like, a mile like a mile apart from each other at the time. So yeah, it was so close. easy to hang out. We work at the same place. So the schedule's the same. Like, we're doing the same parade. So after the parade, we can always hang out. Mm-hmm. It just, like, worked out. We were just really lucky. With- she followed me. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm, I'm li- like, if you guys are watching the show, you... Sometimes when I watch Joe, I'm like, <laughs> okay, like, but I'm like, okay, not the killing. Like, was that me? Yeah, not the killing part. But when he's like stalking the girls, I'm like, you know, <laughs> I like, sympathize. I can, I, can, <laughs> I can relate to this man because I get it. Like, like, I get it. You gotta want it. You got, you gotta want it. You gotta want you, it. Like, don't be Joe, but like, be Monty. Yeah, because I went about it. I, yeah, don't. That's period. Good. Yeah, <laughs> don't be Joe. <laughs> don't be, be Monty. Yeah, so that is like how we met and everything. So when. After our first date, do you, do you remember this? Like, do you feel, were you like, oh, I like her. Like, I want to keep hanging out with her and see where it goes. Or were you just like, <laughs> yeah, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> nah, I've, I've, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I've never been that kind of person. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just not that guy. So it's like, if I'm, if I'm interested in you, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. So I just, just wanted to kick it and see where it went. Okay. And, and here, here we, we are. are. It went far. Damn. <laughs> LOL. Okay, so we're going to get into the year as a submissions. You guys submitted a bunch of questions, and we're just going to talk about our relationship 
in the meantime. But before that, You're really such a natural. Thank you. So good. This is what I do. Just talk, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. <laughs> I know. It's so funny because like I'd be like wondering, like, they listen to my podcast or watch my vlogs and everything. And it's like he gets a podcast every single day. This is true. Like I talk his ear. I, I mean, try to make the effort. And I say, I say sometimes, and not sometimes, because I actually do. I, I do watch and I do listen. Mm-hmm. But not all the time because she's right. I get a podcast every single day. Sometimes she just start talking to me and I don't even know what she's talking about. And I'm like, wait, 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 what are you even talking about? She says, Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm like, thanks. Just yeah, I just, just get back. I just talk a lot and then yeah. So he gets a personal podcast every day. And as you can kind of even probably already tell, like our personalities are a little bit different in the sense like I am like a chihuahua. It's like, like, I'm like a chihuahua where I'm like, rah, rah, like, I'm just talking and I talk fast. And then Alice is like, he takes this time when he speaks. Like, there's like pauses in between because he's just, we're just different in that way. No, it's just because I'm not very articulate. So I have to slow my speech pattern so, yeah. down so I can get my point across because yeah, otherwise I'll forget it. I'm just. You are articulate. I just, I've, like, I've had I to practice talk. that for a long time. That's, yeah. It's not an easy skill. Yeah. Because I, I just talk. I'm like, like on a roll. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I want to talk about kind of Valentine's Day. So I told you guys we're going on a cruise. It's actually from a birthday cruise. So I told my dad for like booking it for us, period. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. Super excited. It's the Royal Caribbean. We're going to the Bahamas. Real cute. But I asked you guys, like, wow. what do you guys want to do for Valentine's Day? What do you hope to do? And a lot of you doing hotels and dinners and all the romantic stuff. And some of you were like, I'm by myself. So I'm just going to crack open a bottle of wine and drink it down. And whatever flows your boat, baby, like celebrate yourself. Um, for us, I feel like this is mm-hmm. the best, this would be the best Valentine's we've had, like most extravagant one since we're going on vacation, obviously, and we'll be, we'll be actually be in the Bahamas on the day of Valentine's Day. So that's going to be super cool. But outside of that, um, what usually, what's your typical Valentine's Day fees? Like what you'd be doing? What you'd be doing for the ladies, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you'd be doing? Yeah. I mean, we don't. I mean, a lot of guys, I mean, if we're keeping it a buck, mm-hmm. we don't really care about all the stuff. Nine times out of ten, Valentine's Day is really just for ladies. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you do for the ladies? Oh, oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry. Not, <laughs> it's, it's never about us. I, it's it's never about us. I was, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, like, what do you do? What's been your best best one yet? I can tell well, that's you. More, I was about to say, that's more a question for you. That's not for me. I, I just, can tell you. It was when... My, my, whole, my, my only goal is just to make you happy. That's pretty much oh, it. So cute. No, the best one, I think when... It, remember you like um, you did the whole... You decorated my place. It was my second place, like on ball. And I came home mm-hmm. and you had dinner already ready. You had a bath running mm-hmm. with flowers and candles in the bath. And you had all the um, the rose petals on the ground. Mm-hmm. And you did like... The music, you did the whole thing, like all the things like you see on the Instagram when the girls come in the room, and it's like, oh my god, he did that. Like, yeah. I forget what year that was, maybe like year three. Yeah, probably. Into it. I mean, that's it. But that, and that, that like, just, we always did something like dinner at least, but that was like the first time that I was like, yeah, oh, I see you. I was like, and oh, I, I know it, it, it was, and it was, I know it was more so like special for you because you never had that before. Yeah, and I, oh. you, you are, there's things that you always talk about that you want that I try to make it a point to listen to, and yeah kind of give you that experience if you can so you can have that feeling and gain that yeah get those little those first that most girls probably already had when they were like younger but I mean, i'm sure they didn't have no running bath no they had no running bath like, no because i was easy. <laughs> yeah that Somebody was that was, that was a, i know that was a special one but this one's gonna be really fun because we're 
going to the Caribbean, baby. Oh. Like, hella cute. Wagwan. <laughs> okay, so the first question we got was, I want to know the story of the first I love you and who said it first. You said it first. I did say it first. Mm -hmm. That's because she was scared. I was scared to say it first? Well, I have like, well, that's that's me thinking like the standards of like, also, here's the thing. So I, I really didn't have a choice in the matter. I, it, the standards of, that just means I had to, that yeah, just means did, I had to do it first. You did have to do it first. One, because like, duh, gender roles. And then two, <laughs> and then two. We, you, and we then, need to talk about that joke. <laughs> And then two, it's kind of like, like once again, it was my first relationship. So if I'm judging everything about from what I see from friends or movies or whatever, the guy is supposed to say it first. So if my only knowledge of a relationship is that, like I, there, there was no way I dare say it first. If if I was how I am now and mm -hmm. like, if I was how I am now, I think there's no issue with a woman saying, I love you first. No. Like, of course not. But, like, I think at the time, I was like, this is all I knew was, like, TV. But women be so scared that yeah, they say like, it first, then the guy's going to be like, Ooh. like Yeah, like, the rejection is scarier than just, like, the, like, people would rather just not be rejected than, like, expressing their feelings. Yeah. With, so, but he said, I love you first. Um, mm -hmm. Tell him, tell him, tell him how you felt. Tell him how, when you knew you wanted to say you loved me and where you did it and why you did it there. <laughs> tell him why you love me. I mean, oh, <laughs> girl. Um, and I, it wasn't, it wasn't really a specific reason of, of there, the place. Cause we had just finished working out and then we were just walking around and we were just, you know, it was just kind of a, sometimes you just look at people with a, with a, a sense and a moment of appreciation. And when you're in that moment and you know, you feel this way about that person, then I think that just comes, oh, sorry. That just comes, that just comes naturally. So it just... It it was just a it was a point in which I was at that point that we were walking around. And I just looked at her and I I told her, "I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you, mamas. I love you." <laughs> I was so giddy. I remember. Remember? Yeah. She said, mm -hmm. "I was like, he loves me." I was like, "Oh my god!" I was so <laughs> he loves me. I was so giddy. And because I remember too, like there was a time I was on the phone. You were on the phone and the speaker. My mom was in town and you were were on the phone and we said bye to each other. Mm -hmm. And she was like. You guys want to say I love you because it, it started getting mm -hmm. awkward at the end of the phone calls. I feel like, but like, <laughs> okay, yeah, bye. it was like, it was like, okay, well, I'll see you later then. And you're like, okay, bye. Yeah. And I'm like, bye. And it's uncomfortable. I feel mm -hmm. like when you get to that point where you're uncomfortable saying bye because you know what's missing is I love you or mm -hmm. love you, then it's, it's just time to say it. It's time to say it. So you said it at the perfect time because it was like getting awkward. Oh, and that I'm was sorry. like, well, kind of like our timeline of our relationship yeah. um, is a special one, a different one. Yeah. Um, and our story is like we started dating. Um, we started we started dating in oh our first date was like February sixth, mm -hmm. twenty sixteen. Mm -hmm. But we weren't official. Sixteen. Mm -hmm. We weren't officially boyfriend and girlfriend until uh, December 9th of two uh, years later. Two years later, mm -hmm. almost two years 18. later. Yeah. So and wait, 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 wait. Let me go ahead and smooth this out now <laughs> for everybody in podcast land who about to lose it. Like, and y'all sitting there doing the math because we didn't say it for you. Um, <laughs> yes, we dated for two years, and I, there's a lot of there's a lot of people, especially from the woman to the male perspective, that. That would be like, mm -mm, not me. Couldn't be me. Mm -mm, get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> right? But 
in my defense, and I'll just talk about this now, like the, the reason why it was like that is because one, me, me personally, I normally date for a long time. Obviously not that long. But I normally date for a long time because I think it's really important to know the person. And I always say I need to know all the types of crazy. Like, there's just too much that goes on. So I, I but I, I really want to get to know who I'm with. So, like, the honestly, like, the three-month thing, not for me. The exclusive thing, I hate exclusive. Because when people bring that up, the exclusive idea is, like, we might as well just be in a relationship. What's the point of calling somebody exclusive? Like, there's... There's there's no difference of that layer between exclusive and relationship. It's the same thing. I just really hate exclusive. And um, but at that time specifically for me, because I I'm a music producer as well, I was I knew for myself that I was starting to get around a lot of people, music wise. I was at a point where I didn't really I didn't want to feel any obligation. I didn't I didn't want to feel. Like, I have to do this. Like, I have to do this. And I have to make sure I spend time with this person. Because when I'm in a relationship, I'm in a relationship. And I try to make sure to put my best foot forward towards who I'm with. Imani Blackman. But, um, yeah, I just, I just like, the longest before that was probably, like, a year that I dated somebody. But but with her, like, that was unexceptionally long. And I, I appreciate her because she, she had patience. But I also made sure... Throughout that time that we did talk, that I always asked her, hey, are you okay with this still? Like, I just want to have you understand A, B, and C. Like, keeping it keeping it 100 the whole time is probably one of the most important things you could do, especially when you're just talking to somebody. Um, because it just, you know, a lot, a lot of people, assumption is like the foundation of everything bad. And so you have people assuming, you have people thinking like, Oh, uh, well, they're just doing this, this, and this. And and I would let her know the whole time that um, this is where I'm at. This is why I feel like this. Are you okay with this? Is this still cool for you? Like, I, I would just, I would just, I would do like the check-in with her because it's not fair to make somebody feel like they're just trailing along, you know, especially if they're not, if they're not just doing them. Because I, I, I can't be mad if she just still wanted to do her, but we still talk. We still had our relationship because it's me that's not asking her to be in a relationship. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was just and I it, need to I need to clarify. Yeah, that he uh, was, likes to clarify it because too, it just like, obviously it does sound crazy. Like we yeah. were dating for almost two years before you asked me to be your girlfriend, and on mm-hmm. top of that, we were it wasn't like we lived in long. It was long distance, so we didn't see each other a lot. Like we hung out every single day. Yeah, so, around the so it's it, it does feel a little crazy. If like, dang, like it took you this long to just want to make her your girlfriend when right. you guys spend every waking moment together. Right. Oh, and but, also, and also, also, I just gotta add this one point. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason that I, part of the reason I did that too is because it's like. I would not be at home. I'd be at the studio. Like, I'll, I'll be at work at Disney, and then I'll go to the studio. And I'll be at the studio until, like, 2, 3 in the morning. And it's just, like, I didn't want to... Almost like the responsibility of, like, of, like, the one is your freedom. Not in, not in the freedom in the sense of not, like, you're with, you were with other girls or anything, mm-hmm. but the freedom of, like, what life is in itself. Yeah, just being able to move how I wanted to be yeah. able to move. And it, and it got to a point, and, like, I guess in closing this part, at least, it got to a point where I was just, like, She's been cool this whole time. Like, we don't argue. Obviously, I made sure I was always honest with her. So, you know, it's it's been long enough. And she's cool like this now. It's it's not going to change after. Mm-hmm. So that's when I that's when I decided. Because I knew I liked her, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. And I, I think the biggest thing too for with when you hear this story of like, oh my god, they did it for so long where they were official is you have to go about like on the woman's perspective, like you can run the relationship. And me and Parker talked about this when he was here, but like women have a lot more say so in what they um what their what their expectation can be than they think. Mm-hmm. Like we think that because the man at the end of the day is the one that is gonna ask to be the girlfriend. They're the ones that the man's gonna ask me can, can we get the little dj i know will you be my girlfriend and then the man's the one that's supposed to say i love you first and the man's the one that's supposed to propose it sets up this image that the man is the one that is leading the relationship and that like the leading the next step of it but the reality is women lead it too because mm-hmm. we're we're in control of what we say yes or no to if i was at a point where i am not being with you if you're not going to make me your girlfriend and i'm not just like I'm not doing this anymore. Right. I could have stepped away because mm-hmm. I I could have been like, well, I know my worth and I don't want to do right. this. Like, th- like that was that was up to me to do that. So yeah. I controlled that. And if I said, if I gave him an ultimatum, if I did do that and he was like, well, I don't want to lose her, so I'm going to make her my girlfriend, then that would have, I was still leading the way. You as a woman have every right and our capability to like say what you need and say what you want or mm-hmm. just be out. For yeah. me, I didn't mind what we were doing because one, it was my first relationship. So I didn't even know how I was supposed to go really. And then two, I just didn't mind. I just don't, I just didn't care. And even when it comes to like, people ask us probably like every day about marriage. And that's something that of course that we want and Mm -hmm. that that's in our future, but it's not something I think about every day. Like I feel like I think about when I see like my friends get engaged or like when I see pictures and stuff, but I just was never the girl that like grew up making a Pinterest Pinterest board of my wedding or thinking about boys. So I just really didn't mind where we, how we did the relationship. Cause Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm chilling. He's so nice. He's like, he communicates really well. Like there, I have no questions about whether he likes me or not. So I was just kind of going with the flow and I just didn't care. And that's possible for girls to do too. I think when people, when people hear the story, it's like, dang, Alex didn't want to do this. And that's like, it it never is like, well, what did Imani want? Did Imani not care? It's like, no, I didn't care. Like I was chilling too, you know? Um, So that is like our crazy, how we became official. But anyway, then the love came after that. So the love story when he told me he loved me was like, I don't even know. It wasn't, it wasn't that Or actually, was it that long after that we became official? No, nah, I mean. We, I, I think it, it wasn't that long after that because we had already been together for a while. So it was kind of just like. I mean, it had to be maybe a little bit longer. Cause, was it like a year? Mm, sure. I think it was like a year. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> obviously, this if some of you are probably like, oh, hell no, it couldn't be me. And. If it if it couldn't be you, then period, it shouldn't be yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's honestly that's, that's a great point because I've I've told her always. I told her like because in college, you know, you, sometimes you always have like these powwows and any powers that I've had with girls. I think girls get stuck a lot because they get afraid to say that this is not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and and it, it's it's totally okay to be able to do that. Like if you're in a situation. And are you like the situation, but it's going on a little too long or whatever, this, that, and the third, you, anybody is capable of being like, you know, if, if, if you talk to that person and they're not necessarily giving you what you want or you're at a certain point, you just have to be the person to be like, this, this is cool. I like you, but this situation, the way it is, isn't for me. And I I just have to step away responsibly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next question. Mm -hmm. What is the one thing you have learned from each other? Oh, well, we actually talked about this last night. Um, okay, so 
something that I've learned from Alex is, okay, you guys, I'm, I'm the only child. So let's just start there. <laughs> I'm the only child and I'm a girl. So I'm like a Barbie doll to my family. And I'm just that girl, which is why I have main character energy because it's literally all about me <laughs> in my head, like sometimes. So being in a relationship, you do have to like, it's not all about you <laughs> um, and realize mm -hmm. that. And I feel like that's something that I've learned because like being like considerate and actually listening to somebody else um, the teamwork aspect of it all is like stuff that I've had to learn and still learning, honestly, because I'm just like, so like, oh, well, it's me. <laughs> like, right. and that's she's, the, she's giving main character. I am energy. literally the definition of a main character. A lot. Um, <laughs> and so I, that's, I think that's the biggest thing I've learned from him is like knowing how to be more considerate. And like when I like, Every day you have to kind of think about somebody else. Like, how can I help make this person's day better? Um, how can I make this person's day easier so we can be able to work together like for a unit? Like, those are all the things that I've had to think about opposed to like just waking up, getting my Starbucks and thinking about me. It's all about me, you know, like, so that that's something that I've had to learn. I've learned that from him because he's really good at being intentional with his day-to-day -day actions and like taking care of me and listening and communication. And I'm just... <laughs> I guess I'm just she's, not. I'm just living over here. I'm living over here. Like I'm living over here thinking about Beyonce tickets. Like, I, like I'm just over here. <laughs> you know. So that's she. She texts me, Alex. I need this right now. I, yeah. So I'm like, I. That's what. I, that's the biggest thing. Another thing that I feel like I've learned is, um, like trying to like slow down. Our personalities are different. Like in the sense of, I am delusional, which I've I've talked about this in the podcast. Delusion before. is truth. Delusion is truth. Delusion like is truth. I run on a sense of like I can I've do. That. Yeah, I can do anything. I can do anything right now. I, like, dream super big. I think I can, like, do it all at once. I'm quick with it. I'm like, I want to do that. I'm doing that. I don't really think about it. I don't think about, like, okay, yes, it's good to be like that. But sometimes you do have to think about the pros and cons and be actually responsible mm -hmm. and, like, make sure everything's, like, in order. And that's what that's what you do. And so I feel like I've kind of learned that from you. Just, like, sometimes, like, okay, let's think about it and let me slow down a bit before I just start all these different things because my mind's racing and I think I can do everything at one time. Now, I think one thing it's, I, I'm, it's, it's more of an appreciation, but I, I guess like I've been able to, I, I think I've been able to learn from it as well. Imani has, you have a, a great ability to see, like she has a, a vision. There's the way I grew up. I'm very like, I have to think about now. I have to, like, I can only think so far into the future where I have to, like, forecast and make sure that I'm going to be okay or just our situation, whatever the case is. She just has the ability to have vision because she has this freedom where she can spread her wings, which is awesome because it's it's great to be able to see how she goes about things. And it's more so, I don't even know that it's a learning thing for me. I think it's more so an inspiring thing for me because it's to be able to see somebody with such freedom and go after their goals with such gusto and how she wants and when she wants, like when I, when, when she, when she puts her mind to something, it's probably all getting done that day. And it doesn't matter how extensive, <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how extensive the research is. Like she will be on YouTube from dusk till dawn researching, understanding she has, she has books that she'll never write in again, but like a lot of it is like full just to how she wants to go about it. Like she can plan all that stuff out and she is like super focused. And it's just, like I said, I think it's just really cool to be able to see someone who has the ability, the ability, ability to, to be free. And so I think for me, what that does is 
that slows me down in some things that I want to do. And it, it, it tends to give me that little, that little push where like, let's take this step. Let's take this step. Cause I'm an overthinker. Mm-hmm. Like there's stuff that I want to do or stuff that I do do. And I, I do it well, but it, it takes me longer because I overthink as opposed to just like, right. Just put this out or just do this like this, or just do this like this. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I just, I got to know everything that's going on with that moment because my life just hasn't really been the freedom idea of that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing too. Like if you're in a relationship, like a lot of the things that you might have disagreements with or we kind of go back to how you were raised and we both had very different childhoods and upbringings. So how I view things would be different than him, but that a lot of times roots back to like how we grew up and whether it's like an, um, financial standpoint or just like just the just the surroundings that you've been around it's like that is something that's gonna kind of play into play into your relationship later Mm -hmm. um and we've definitely have seen that in ours but kind of going into that the next question was like what is your guys' best biggest pet peeve of one another and (laughs) he's like brings out the list (laughs) i wish i should have made one where's my phone i should i should have made a note Anyway, I would say I'm gonna say that what you kind of just said. I I would say hit my biggest pet peeve is your is your overthinking, just mm-hmm. because it's just like I feel like it's such a crippling um trait where like it can I think it's good to I think it's good to think in a way that sets you sets yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. That's always applauded. But you're right. Though. But then overthink overthinking it's like anytime you put over any if you say eating is good, of course, of course overeating is not good <laughs> right so thinking is good but overthinking is not good and he overthinks a lot where i think yeah. it is crippling where i'm like just make the decision like or just do it just do it like you can do it like you try to do it so perfectly or think about it so much where then it, you can end up not doing it or it can end up just going a lot slower than it needed to go and that's something that we're like working on with him now because you know you got moves and money money backs to be making mm-hmm. um so i would say that is my biggest pet peeve. What about what's your biggest pet she peeve? She steals my socks. <laughs> okay, I feel like that comes to the territory. No, no, no. <laughs> He's no, like, you asked me before. No, she, I do no. steal a lot of his socks. She stays stealing my socks. But I mean, not as much anymore because I just got over it. And I mean, that's not the only pet peeve, but that's just like right off the top. Like I every time I used to go to Burlington Co Factory, I'm like, I'm gonna just buy you some socks. And it got yeah. to a point where I bought her enough socks where she doesn't need to take mine anymore. Mm-hmm. And she would still take mine. Or then she like take my shorts. Or then, like, just something. Yeah. I'm like, at least use my deodorant. I'm like, why you want to smell like me? I know I smell good, but... I just want to be you. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's too much, too much sauce. What's but another type like, Um, No, there's probably a laundry list. But just give me one more. I don't need to hear it all. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, I, I will say, like, one of the things she learned is, like, like being considerate. I, like, we, we had to work for a while. Like, I, I think... I've, I chose in the beginning of this relationship to be very patient because I knew obviously she had never been in one. And so when you're, when you're with somebody and there's an idea of they haven't experienced this before and especially something grand, so grand, like a relationship, there's a, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things and I've had my share of relationships and I've learned a lot of things as far as what I like, what I don't like, what I want, what I don't want. I've had to be patient with her growth of, like, just saying, like, reciprocating mm-hmm. energy in, in some ways. And, you know, I mean, I think it sometimes it just comes down to the basic idea of, like, 
treat somebody how you want to be treated. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's it can be it can be that easy, but sometimes when you have such main character energy, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, I yeah. mean, it, it really is tough. So it's just like there's things that I've had to just like show her and say, hey, like A, B, and C, like it'd be cool. Like I don't, I don't, I'll tell her all the time. I don't ever ask her to do anything that I wouldn't already do. Mm-hmm. You know, like wash your own dish or yeah. You know, hey, that was the last bit of the toilet paper. Can you just Put some back. Yeah. You know? And those are the little things where it's like when you're used to just being... Like, even when I moved out here for the first four years, I lived by myself. Mm. So, like, that was an adjustment, too, of, like, I'm the only child basically living... Well, not my parents are there, obviously. But I'm the only child, and then I live by myself for four years in California. Mm. So, it's like everything is just me. Um, So, that that definitely is something that I've, like, I've had to work on because... And the thing is... I, you guys know I'm like a super, super nice, sweet person, mm-hmm. but that necessarily doesn't mean that you're always considerate. Mm-hmm. And then when it Good comes, job, nice. <laughs> when it comes to like friendships and stuff, it's easier to be considerate because there's not much as much demand as a relationship. So like, I'm sure like my friends would never mm-hmm. even think that I was not considerate because you know what I mean? Because it's like you want to do the most for a friend. Because I do because I, I do. I but do, when it comes to me, I do the most for my friends, but. I feel like I would do the most for you, but it's like the little things that your friends aren't around for. Like your friends right. aren't around for when there is no more toilet paper and I use the last one and I don't <laughs> go get any more. Right. And then you go to pee and there's our poop and there's no toilet paper for you. That's like inconsiderate when I know I use the last like one. Around. You know what I mean? Like those are, those are the things that, that's just a small example, but those are just things that like your friends don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something I have to learn because like, well, somebody else needs a toilet paper. Like, hello, I gotta, I gotta make sure that they can wipe their ass too. But yeah, okay, the next one. When did you decide to move in together and how was the transition? So we moved in, I mean, we we were dating well, we oh, it was like the was fourth like year. The fourth year we moved in together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was like good timing just because it's four years. Um, so we already felt really comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like a it wasn't a thing that we had to move in together, but right. it was at the time it was kind of beneficial because yeah. your roommate got married and moved out. Mm-hmm. And then I was also like living in a two bedroom that I didn't need to be because I was by myself and it was and super it was, expensive. It was more expensive. My it was place more expensive. My place is bigger. His place is bigger. Like we, we got an upstairs and a downstairs. Yeah, upstairs and a downstairs. <laughs> we had three bedrooms and three baths. Like it was just a better option. Yeah. Um, so that's there was a little bit of like it it just is helpful right now. But also we were in the point in our relationship where we could move in together. Mm-hmm. I do think that people move in really fast sometimes. And I just, I would not advise to do that just because I think it's smarter to like know who your what your relationship is apart before mm-hmm. you're like just bringing it together so right. quickly. I mean, I know like everything's expensive now. So I think it's like, I feel like older people are like, oh, I don't like shacking up. But like, yeah, you didn't have to shack up when rent was $2 a month. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> right. but now that rent is like a million dollars a month, I totally yeah. get why people, you know, kind of quote unquote shack up a lot sooner. But I will say like, I would advise anyone have some time in that relationship before you are just like moving in together. Cause that is a really big step. Cause you're not roommates. It's not the same thing as being right. a roommate. You are combining your whole existence together. Right. When and I say you got to know somebody's all types of crazy. Yeah. And it's literally the next step before you make that big step of getting engaged and getting married. And some people don't even, some people are like, I'm not going to move in until I get married, which that's fine too. If that's how you want to go about it. But yeah. if you are someone that wants to move in with someone, make sure that Personally. it's not 
too too fast. And I do think yeah. too, like we've talked about that. I think it is nice to live with somebody beforehand, just because yes. like you get all those kinks out before. I do not think that is an experience before to have that. Once you get married, because I feel like people want. I mean, you spent long enough, and you yeah. just got married. Now you moving with the person. You yeah, might be fighting I mean, with really, the, all that does fist fight within it, the first two weeks. It, it just depends on when you are. It just depends on like how when you want to prolong the the arguments basically right, right, so right, right, either right. you want to get through it already in the boyfriend girlfriend stage and the fiance stage mm-hmm. or you want to get married and then go through that stage after you're married and you just gotta pick your poison when you when you want to worry mm-hmm. about the toilet paper <laughs> like that's that's that really what that boils down to okay the next one um how do you guys find quality time to spend together in the midst of busy schedules we're together all the time. We're, we're together the same, all the time. Yeah, we work in the same place. I, honestly, it's just the that that question is is would be tough for us because yeah, we we're together all. We the do time. everything like, together. We, we pretty much have the same off days and so same it's, it friend just, group. Yeah, it just it just works out easier. Yeah, same friend group as mm-hmm. far as Disney and stuff like that. So it just it just kind of works out. Yeah, easily for us. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously if we weren't in that space, then you know that's just the thing of like prioritizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not like most most couples aren't working together and like doing the whole thing like that, but right. so if that's the case, then you definitely have to prioritize your relationship. Like that has to be the first thing. Like that's that's just one of the first things that you have to think about because that's an, that's obviously an important part of your life. But we're lucky because we live together and we worked at the same location and we have Dang. the same friends, so we're together all the freaking time. Don't you love it here? I'll never get no me time. No, literally. Well, that, that's a cool part of our. about our home is that we have our own rooms like i have my glam room and he has a studio so Mm -hmm. like and we have upstairs and a downstairs so like (laughs) so like when you know when you need that space or you want to work on your own thing your own project or something we have that space we're not just in each other's space all freaking day um so that helps too but yeah we don't really get space because we love each other Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh okay next one um did you think you would be dating this long when you first started talking? Well, this has been my husband since I first saw him and I first named him Jummer Bay. So I did. And he kind of already touched on it. Like, he was just kind of going with the flow. Yeah. And I think we kind of, we talk about it like we had no idea. Like, wow, we're like in this still seven years later mm-hmm. from that, that first date is crazy. Because, I mean, are you who would have thought? You know what I mean? I did. <laughs> you did. You nailed it. Okay, how does Alex, Literally. how does your family like each other? Like, uh, Everybody's cool. We cool. I call her mama boo. Yeah. That's my boo. parents. My parents literally are obsessed with him. Like, they love him. Like, my my dad be buying him stuff. Like, my dad loves him. Like, Yeah, I, I love your dad. Your dad's. Yeah. He's, he's the man. My dad's like, he's like, I am father figure. Like, he, <laughs> he's like, he's like, that's how he feels. Like, he's just so, like, he loves him so much. Yes. They're so cute. What your dad is. I say it all the time. I think it's the craziest thing. I mean, you always hear the saying like girls gate date guys like mm-hmm. their dads. And I, I don't I don't know where that part is with me and Will, but it's I think the crazy part is that me and him are awkwardly really alike mm-hmm. in in certain in certain obviously not everything, but where it is, it's almost like a hundred percent. Like if we if we're getting on her about something to to be honest yeah. it's it's funny because it'll happen vice versa either i'll be talking to her and then her dad will talk to her or her dad will talk to her and then i'll talk to her and when she tells me what her dad said it's literally word for word pretty much the same thing 
or just like our perspectives with certain things. Like we just, it's, it's almost like as if we were born years apart. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love both of parents. Her mom and my boo. Yeah. I said, hey, boo. Yeah, they're the, they they love him yeah. and his mom loves me. Yeah, my mom loves me. Mine. Yeah, she's like she she be asking about her before she asks about me. Yeah, they, I'm like <laughs> I'm your son. Uh, yeah, no, they, they love each other. Our family dynamic, dynamic is really good, so that yeah. makes it easier because I know like it's probably super hard if families don't like each other. But we are good to go in that department. Mm. So we are gonna kind of wrap this baby up. We actually have, we have we're gonna do a part two of us just because okay. we got we got lots of questions and mm. we're going to we're going to bring you back on the podcast but we will do one more cuz you guys did like a Deary, Imani, and Alex part so we'll answer one of the questions um we'll just go jump to the end so Deary, Imani, and Alex where do you hope to see your lives in the future with a pit bull no <laughs> i don't want a pit bull i want a little small I dog i do well i told <laughs> i told her she don't got no choice yeah no but I, I, ha- I have my pit. She'll have her her little dog. And then I, I want two kids, but she only wants one, which is fair. It's her body. Um, but I want, I, want, I want a little man. I want a little boy. Yeah, and she you guys know a little, little, little girl with the pageant, for the pageants and all the cutesy things. Like all the, right. Yeah, you know. But as far as like as a couple, like obviously marriage and buying a house and all those, all those typical standard American dream things. But as far as like career and stuff, like we both have really big dreams and like mm-hmm. we're both navigating the entertainment industry. So, you know, in the future, we see Alex with some Grammys as a Grammy Award winning producer. He I actually he actually does have a Grammy already from the Beyonce performance. So he's that dude. Like, let's be for real. So more Grammys, actually more Grammys more and more, God God um, <laughs> more Grammys and just success and wealth and health. For mm. me, like you guys know, I'm navigating entertainment too. Like this podcast will be number one on Spotify. We're giving billboards, honey. Like we're giving rich and famous. We're giving Kim K. We're giving main characters. So both of basically we are power couple. You guys already know what it is. We are like this. We are a success. We are Beyonce and Jay Z. But anyway, I wish I could have got to all of your guys' questions. We were just chatting a lot and. This is this the podcast place. They booked and busy. Okay, they got people to do. <laughs> anyway, um, we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for watching this podcast. Make sure you rate it five stars. Thank you for listening. Thank you for Alex, my bae, my Thanks, drummer bae. I love you. Thank you for coming on my show today. And we're gonna have him back. Honestly, we might even just do it like when we come back from the cruise, just to do a part two of it. Yeah, let's do that. We'll, I'm, I'm busy. I no, check we'll my do schedule. the next week. So this Friday is this episode, and then next Friday we'll do a part two of Alex. Or maybe the week after. I don't know. We'll have a part two really, really soon. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can watch the full episode on YouTube. And make sure to send in your stories and questions at dearymoney.com. Reminder, I am not responsible for the outcome of any advice you take from me. Unless it's good, then I get all the credit. See you next week. Mwah!